This is Generation Justice, a multimedia movement that trains youth to harness the power of media for social change. I'm Jonathan Alonso. And I'm Jakia Fuller. Over the next hour, we'll be introducing you to the newest additions to our DJ family, the recipients of the 2016-2017 Generation Justice Journalism Fellowship. The Generation Justice Fellows Program is a career pipeline committed to racial and gender equity in media and journalism. For the past three years, we have opened our doors to young journalists of color at a moment in history where diversity in the field is at its worst. On tonight's show, we are proud to introduce to you our fourth cohort of journalism fellows, Alicia Hernandez and Matthew Brown. We'll also be taking a look at what's going on locally in our community. But up first, here's New by No Doubt. The Generation Justice Fellowship is awarded to individuals of color who display a passion for social justice and media making that reflects the whole community. As of 2016, people of color make up less than 12% of the media workforce. Of that 12%, women of color are the most underrepresented demographic. Generation Justice is committed to challenging those statistics. Elisa Hernandez is a native New Mexican and journalism major at UNM. Elisa has experience in radio, and broadcast journalism, and has hopes of being a television reporter. Here's Katie Rizuni with our newest DJ fellow, Alicia Hernandez. This is Katie Rizuni for Generation Justice, and I'm happy to introduce and welcome one of our new fourth-year fellows, Alicia Hernandez. Welcome to Generation Justice, Alicia. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Will you please tell me more about yourself? I am a junior here at the University of New Mexico. I'm actually from Las Cruces, not too far, but I always like to say far enough to miss my mom's. I'm a journalism major here at UNM as well, so I'm very glad that I found Generation Justice because it's exactly what I'm looking for as far as journalism goes. Wonderful. When did you know that you wanted to be a journalist? I was involved with the media program and Aronieta High School and also Centennial High School. And I don't know what it was about it intentionally. I just wanted to like get my voice out there and like see myself on the little TV screen at school. And once I actually put a story together that had a purpose, I was like, wow, I love this. It'd be so neat if I could do this for the rest of my life. And I realized, hey, I can go to college and actually become a journalist on a bigger scale. And from that point on, I just worked hard to get my feet wet with broadcasting and anything I could get my hands on. So yeah, really early on as a freshman. Can you tell me why you applied for the fellowship? Originally, I was in one of my multimedia classes and my professor, Jalen, she mentioned Generation Justice. And at first, I, I didn't really hear what she was saying until the end of the semester where she talked about how the fellowship was opening up. And at first, I just thought, great, something to get my hands on with multimedia. And it wasn't until I started applying that I saw like, wow, this is a really great program. It's not just um, hands-on experience with broadcast. It's something with a purpose. And 
that kind of got more clear as long as I went on the interviews and stuff I was like this is a little higher than me you know they really stand for something important and I think that's what I, I like about it in general because I think journalism gives you a voice and Generation Justice does that exactly it, it makes you do that so that's what kind of brought me to Generation Justice was one the experience and two the cause it stands for. Did you see a lot of yourself like in our core values or I thought I did when I first applied. I thought like, this is for me. I'm all about positivity. And especially when I started producing my own stories in high school and in college, I like to see the positive side in media. And I thought that's what that's what I stood for until I came to Generation Justice. And I saw like, you know what? I didn't know anything about myself and culture or values the way Generation Justice does. They're to the point, you know, your core values are love, equality. And I thought like, man, maybe I'm not, you know, I'm not as hardcore <laughs> as I thought. And I had to talk to my mom about it. And she's like, no, you're you're where you need to be. And I do see that Generation Justice, like the way I see it is that I couldn't feel more right about being with this program. It's really funny that you say that because <laughs> when I introduce myself, I, I tend to say the same thing that I like found this place this program at the exact time that I needed to because, I mean, I was also learning about decolonization and, you know, about myself and just realizing how much I don't know mm -hmm. about my own history. And so, yeah, that's like you're right on it. It kind of blows the cover off right. of a lot of things. It was hard to admit it, but I was like, I'm not in touch with my cultures I need to be. Like I am Hispanic and I'm very proud of that. And I realize now that I'm getting older in college and with Generation Justice that I need to be more in touch with that because when I do become a professional broadcaster, that's who I'm representing. I'm not just representing myself, my mother, my family, where I came from, and I need to be more in touch with that. And it's funny, I just didn't realize that until I got with Generation Justice. And I don't know if I really would have in college unless I found this program where I'm like, you know, who am I? Who, who am I as a Hispanic? So cool, we can relate. Absolutely. You've actually been with us for uh, a few weeks now. In this short time, what have you learned about yourself so far? I think the first week was just so eye-opening. Like I said, I intentionally applied for the job, for the job of experience. And then I did not realize how much more Generation Justice is than just a broadcasting job. Like we had discussed, it makes you understand who you are, who you are, who, who your culture is, where you come from. And this within the first week, I really did change my whole perspective on what I was going into journalism for, why I want to be a journalist, and who I am as a person. And the second week is just the same thing. I think each each day I'm realizing a little more like, God, this is just so awesome. And I'm so glad. And I'm at the right place. I think that's true. Like it just kind of builds and builds. And it feels like an internship where you're learning all of your journalism skills, mm -hmm. but then it also feels like free therapy because you're learning you know, no, so it, much about yourself. You just really do see a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And I was discussing, you know, when I was talking with my partner, Matthew, I was like, you know, you generation just kind of uh, exposes you to the bigger picture in life in general. Like, so you you question you start questioning things that you wouldn't otherwise. You kind of have a voice now where you see things in the media all the time like, yeah, that's not right. But are you really out there doing something about it? And I think Generation Justice gives you that firsthand like, okay, do something about it. You don't like the way that's portrayed, then do something about it. And that kind of challenges in that kind of way. And I think that's awesome. It, it, it kind of sparks that inner activist in you that you probably on your own by yourself wouldn't really is, appeal to. Alicia, what do you bring to Generation Justice? I had to ask myself that question a couple of times 
with the first week because I know Roberta had asked me in the interview, like, what can you offer here? And I, of course, like, oh, like everybody, I have a great personality. I'm a hard worker. And she didn't want to hear that. She wanted to really see generally what I could bring. And now that it's been about two weeks, I can honestly say I bring a different kind of journalist to the table. I was really inspired when I heard other people talk about, you know, I'm a proud Latina, you know, I'm proud of this. And I do think I think that's awesome. And I'm like, but how how can I relate to that when I really don't feel like that? I was telling my mom, I was like, I feel kind of mediocre. Like, I'm like, what kind of struggles have I gone through? And then I had to sit and realize I'm a new generation of Hispanic. When I grew up, I wasn't really strongly cultured. I don't speak Spanish. And it's hard because my grandparents do. Uh, my mom does. And when I go and I apply for these positions, you know, they see me as a Hispanic, which I am. I am Hispanic. And I feel like I can't really give to my people, to my culture, when I'm not as cultured. And I was telling my mom that. And she said, well, that's that's your struggle, mija. <laughs> She's like, your, your struggle is being a new generation Hispanic. And there's it's not just me that's out there. You know, it's a lot of people my age. That's the perspective I can bring generations just to speak for those who are a little scared to speak up and say, I am a Latina, I'm proud, but I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> so I think that's where I'm trying to find my new spot here in this position. Yeah, I totally understand that. I am Native American, and I'm incredibly proud of mm-hmm. where I come from and who I am. But you're right, I don't know my own languages. And mm-hmm. trying to find a way to learn your languages mm-hmm. when you're older on and you're so used to English it's hard not to feel like a fraud sometimes exactly that's the word I was trying to like feeling like a fraud like Mm. to your own and I didn't really it didn't really like I said just coming to a bigger city and then I came home and I was speaking with a man he because we had a garage sale and he was trying to communicate with me but he spoke Spanish and I couldn't speak back with him and I could tell he was a little like you know a little less kind with me after that and I felt like you know I was angry but I think I was more angry about myself like how could I not be as welcoming to people that are, are my own people. And I feel I felt dishonored in a way. But I shouldn't have to feel that way just because, like I said, you know, I'm very Americanized in that way, but I'm still proud of who I am. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a balancing act, I right. think. And so it is hard to kind of navigate your way through that mm-hmm. while learning and keeping an open mind, but also right. recognizing that you carry certain privileges that you might not have realized before. So, well, thank you for sharing that. So here at Generation Justice, we like to say that we stand on the shoulders of giants, which is to say any work that we do, we have to recognize the work that's been done before us. Mm -hmm. Who would you say are your giants? My mother's, 100%. My mother's. um, I was actually raised by my grandma, but my biological mom is very active in my life, so she's like my best friend. And I would not be in college, I would not be pursuing a career in journalism if it wasn't for my mom's, because they are the strongest Hispanic woman I look at and I, I'm so proud of them because they taught me that, okay, it's, a, it's okay to be emotional and it's okay to be passionate, be out there using your passion and your emotions for something. And it was that mentality that drove me to do well in school and go to college and be a working woman with a career because that was their biggest thing was to show that you can be a woman and you can be strong and you can stand on your own two feet, which is awesome. So when I think about who's inspired me or who keeps it going, it's my mother's 100%. Oh, thank you. Of course. That was my answer too. (laughs) (laughs) No one can build you up like your mom can. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Just that I'm very excited to be at this program. I can't put into words how right it feels being here. Thank you. Of course. 
I can't interview you like this without being reminded that my fellowship is coming to an end. And I mean, it's a happy thing. And mm -hmm. it's so great to meet you and Matthew both and see your passion and just the love that you guys are bringing and to hear how much you're already learning about yourself also. I mean, it's been such an amazing experience for me. And I mean, it means so much to me. And I just, I really hope that you get everything out of this that, that I have. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to meet you. <laughs> you too. For Generation Justice, I'm Kateri Zuni. First, I would like to say welcome, Alicia, to Generation Justice. I'm glad that GJ was exactly what you were looking for. And I agree with you when you said that it was important for you to get your voice out there and producing media that actually had a purpose to it, especially since nowadays with mainstream media, that's not really the case. It's brave when you said that you didn't know much about your culture because it's very hard to admit it. And it's also the first step in learning about more of who you are. I agree. When I first started my school, I didn't know that much about my culture. And it was hard because everyone in my school comes from an indigenous background. So it was hard to jump in with everyone when I hardly knew about my culture. I really liked how you talked about it can be hard to connect to your culture. A lot of my friends make the connection by dancing on feast days or other tribal holidays. But I like to connect to my culture through activism. I like to stand up for what I believe in, and I like to be a part of the protest. When most people like to stand by and watch, I want to be in the crowd helping to make the difference. Thanks so much for everything you said, and welcome to Generation Justice. I hope you enjoy your time here at Generation Justice, because it does open you up to the big picture in life. And thank you for sharing your story with us today. Now, here's True Colors by Cindy Lauper, followed by I'm Not Gonna Teach Your Boyfriend How to Dance With You by Black Kids. Multiculturalism and love are just two of the core values here at Generation Justice, and our fourth-year fellows are perfect reflections of those values. The selection process for a fellow is extensive to ensure that we select the right person for the job. Matthew Brown is a queer Afro-Latino writer, activist, spoken word artist, and a native New Mexican. Matthew's passion for social justice is evident in his work and his spirit. Matthew is also an advocate for behavioral health reform and shared his story with G.J., during our hashtag New Mexico Speaks Crisis campaign. Tamara Kolaki, a third-year fellow here at Generation Justice, had the opportunity to interview Matthew. Here's how it went. This is Tamara Kolaki for Generation Justice, and I'm happy to introduce and welcome one of our new fourth-year fellows, Matthew Brown. 
Welcome to Generation Justice. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here and thank you for having me. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Um, of course. I am a, I'm currently entering my senior year at the University of New Mexico. I am a, I'm double majoring in psychology, political science, and I also have a minor in communication and journalism. Um, I'm also a local spoken word poet uh, around Albuquerque, so I'm very involved in uh, the art scene. Um, every year we go to the National Poetry Slam uh, as a team and represent Albuquerque, and so that's a huge influence for my writing and kind of where I come from. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing that, and I really, I'm very happy to have you here at Generation Justice. I'm so happy to be here. It really is a pleasure, so thank you. Could you tell us more about why you applied to the Generation Justice Fellowship? Um, sure. It kind of happened through like serendipity in a way. Um, I just randomly got an email and it said that the deadline for the 2016 fellowship had been extended by a week. And so I was like, hmm, what is this? Because I, I had done some work with Generation Justice in the past with the uh, NM Speaks crisis. Um, so I was already a little bit familiar with the organization and some of the work that we do here. Um, so I decided to check out the application for the fellowship program. Um, and it just blew me away, like even the types of questions that I was asking. I'd never seen an application that asks about racial equity or how important people of color being represented in media is. And I was just like, whoa, this is awesome. Like, I have to be a part of this. That's great. I, I totally agree. I, I felt the same way when I applied to my fellowship. And it was just very quick for me as well. I actually found out like a day before. The, oh, really? Oh, the, my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. But like you said, serendipity, it's, it was meant to be, and I'm very Absolutely. happy to hear that it was the same for you. Thank you. Could you also tell me more about your inspiration, your drive for multimedia or storytelling? Uh, I definitely think it starts as storytelling for me. Um, I think that the kind of oral tradition of telling stories, especially in a lot of like indigenous cultures and mestizo cultures here, um, that means of communicating has always really stood out for me. Um, so it was kind of the poetry world that first kind of sucked me into it. And that kind of started uh, when I was a junior in high school, I think. Um, and through that, uh, I learned a lot about social justice and behavioral health and a lot of those issues that fall under the umbrella of, of spoken word because it's very political and it's not just art. Um, so from there, kind of going into college, I really wanted to take my writing, which was already very political, and kind of apply a discipline to it and say, what can I do with this outside of, you know, poetry slams? Could I be, how, can I be published somewhere? Can I maybe write uh, an essay and have it out there in the world? Um, so I was really more interested in taking my writing from a, I guess, artistic standpoint and putting it in a more academic field. Um, and so that's kind of what uh, communication and journalism and political science have kind of helped me do. That's great. I can totally relate to that. Um, coming from a culture, like you said, that have passed down oral traditions, mm -hmm. it's that you have that storytelling gene. Absolutely. In it's and it's so fun. It's really, really great way to, to preserve your history and to kind of bring people in. And it's uh, it's, it's just really awesome. When did you know that you wanted to become a journalist and what is it about media that interests you? I think what really made me want to be involved in journalism was actually the uh, protests that happened. I think there were marching in response to the uh, James Boyd shooting. Um, you know, there was a huge protest going on and it started kind of by UNM and it made its way all the way downtown. And I remember first I was watching it online. Someone was actually streaming uh, the protests. Um, and I was like, this is going to make its way to UNM. Like I can either sit back and watch it from a TV or I can be a part of it. Um, so me and my roommate, we just grabbed our cameras and we went out there and we were just kind of documenting what was going on. 
And then uh, sure enough, we kind of got sucked into the protest, just seeing all of the energy, all of the signs that people were carrying. I kind of crossed that border from being a spectator and I became a part of what was going on. Um, and anyone knows who who watched the national coverage of that, that it ended up becoming, you know, a riot with air quotes around it. And so just kind of seeing how the media spun that story and to see what it was and then also what it was presented as, um, I think that was kind of the first experience where I was like, you know, you can watch something or you can truly be a part of it. And, you know, it was, it was a very dangerous situation because there was a lot of conflict going on. There were the police officers, there was the protests. Um, and we actually ended up getting tear gassed by the police, which was a once in a lifetime experience. Definitely not something that I would recommend or do again. Um, but that experience made me realize how much I'm willing to put on the line to, to stand up for what I believe in. And yeah, I think that's kind of what first sucked me in, into journalism. What is it about media making that interests you? I kind of have a weird love-hate relationship with media. Um, and so, you know, we're exposed to media our entire lives from the moment we grow up and it's always around us and it's always being thrown at our faces. Um, but it's it's never a story that's being told from our perspective. And so I think I see that from a from a day-to-day -day basis and it, it frustrates me, it infuriates me. Um, and I think that I could do it better than a lot of the people that I see doing it. Um, you know, they're it's not their stories that they're telling. And I feel like it's definitely the time for us to be taking the reins and, and telling our own stories and sharing our own history. So that's that's definitely a big motivator for me. I think that's perfect because one of our core values is action. And when you talked about the James Boyd and what you experienced during that time, it relates to that action value that we we believe in here. I know you've been with us for a few short weeks, but during that time... What have you learned about yourself? Um, I guess the thing that I have learned that stands out the most is just uh, the the work ethic and the, I guess, the hunger to, to be involved in, in media. Um, it's definitely something that I always thought I had, but it wasn't until I was a part of Generation Justice and I saw some of the, the workshops that were being led um, that I realized that I was in a group of people that are very like-minded and that being in that sort of environment brings out, I think, the best in yourself. Um, and so... I guess in general, it just uh, it inspires that drive to to want to make a change from the inside out. Definitely, I totally agree. When I first heard about Generation Justice and I looked at their core values and their mission statement, I was like, "Wow, it's really great that you've also found that as well." Absolutely, and then just to to speak to that a little bit more, just this idea of seeing an organization that that has those values that you feel like you have, and it's. It's very hard nowadays with all of the institutions that exist to, to feel like you're being represented or to feel like you're a part of that. And uh, definitely when I saw Generation Justice and I was let inside, um, I realized that this is this is a place that, that reflects a lot of the values that are really important to me. And I look forward to, to the work that I'll do in the future. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> what do you bring to Generation Justice? Um, I definitely think I bring uh, a lot of passion and enthusiasm. Um, I also think that there's a little bit of an artistic and, you know, spoken word element that, that I think I bring to the table that I think is a little bit unique. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to see all the work that you'll be doing here, and I'm very excited to hear more of your poetry and, and how that will align with what Generation Justice does. Could you also tell us a little bit more about the other forms of media or art that you create? Um, of course. I actually have my own YouTube channel. Um, it's not too big right now, so I don't want to advertise it or anything. Um, but I do a lot of animated movies um, using various uh, 
video game engines and stuff like that. And so I do a lot of storytelling in the more visual format through that. Um, I also have a couple of books of poetry published. Um, those are out there. Um, so, you know, I, I explore with a couple of different mediums, but definitely writing is where I'm most comfortable. That's great. I, I totally love that you expanded your horizons and you have other platforms out there for your for expressing yourself. And I, I definitely do want to check it out. Absolutely. Um, so I'm excited to see more of that as well. Thank you. Um, so here at GJ, we like to say that we stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm. For example, like our ancestors have done so much for us to be where we are at right now. And so for me, I would consider those to be my giants mm -hmm. and, and others that have done a lot of work that brings me to where I am today. And so who are your giants? Oh, that's a great question. I already hear some poetry in that in and of itself. Um, but I definitely say my giants are my mother, my grandmother, and my grandfather. Um, they never had the opportunity to go to college. So I'm, I'm a first generation college student. Um, and so, you know, the ceiling was never very high for me. Um, they were very encouraging, but they could only push me so much when they've never gone to that territory themselves. Um, so I'm so grateful for all of the opportunities that I have, um, especially going to UNM um, with the lottery scholarship, things like that, um, to really take my passion for art and for social justice and, and to turn it into a discipline and really make something out of it. And uh, that would not be possible without my mother's encouragement, um, you know, my family being there for me, standing, you know, right beside me and, and supporting my art. It's, it's something that I'm incredibly grateful for. Definitely. I'm very appreciative for your giants because we're very excited that you are here right now um, because of them and because of everything they've taught you and given you to be here today. And I just want to thank them as well. Thank you so much. So is there anything else you would like to add? Um, I guess the last thing that I would want to say is if you feel like you're not being represented by the media or you turn on the news and you don't see your story being told in a way that makes sense to you. Um, I want people to know that there are organizations like this that exist and that you can be a part of, um, and you can reform media from the inside out. Um, and then just to kind of add to that, um, I think one of the, the biggest things that I've struggled with as a student is um, coming into a formal education, as I was almost taught that I was a little bit too opinionated about pretty much everything. In the short time that I've been here at Generation Justice, I've learned that I'm not too opinionated. I just am aware of what's going on culturally, intersectionally, and I bring that into everything that I say and everything that I write because of my identity and how complex it is. And so this is the first time that I've been a part of an institution that really recognizes all of those parts of me and, and celebrates it and encourages me to write about the world through those lenses. So, yeah. Definitely, and I'm so grateful for Generation Justice to make us both feel that way, you know, and before I never knew about intersectionality and and I wasn't as aware as I thought I was, mm -hmm. you know, about media and storytelling and Generation Justice has really, really made me grow so much here. They've really, they've given me a family, they've given me a community, and they've also taught me that I'm important and we're all important and we all have our own stories and we need to be out there sharing it. I just want to wish you all the best in your fellowship. I was here a year ago mm -hmm. in your position and I was feeling the same way. I was very excited. I was very scared and, and I'm just, I'm so grateful that you're here and 
you can be able to experience that. And I just want to wish you much growth. Generation Justice has become my family, and I just want to welcome you to our family. Thank you so much. I, I really look forward to this next year and, and what's going to come after. I, I do feel like I'm a part of a family, and it's it's a great privilege, and it's a great honor, and I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly excited. For Generation Justice, this is Tamara Kawaki. Thank you, Matthew, for sharing your story with us, and welcome to the DJ fam. I think it's great that you're bringing your passion, enthusiasm, artistic spoken word storytelling to Generation Justice. It was very powerful when you referred back to the protests, when you changed from a spectator to a protester, and you talked about how the lens changed for you. It's understandable to have that love-hate relationship with the media, especially since there is a lack of representation of people of color telling their own stories. I hope through your time here at Generation Justice, you will continue to learn more about yourself and speaking your truth because GJ is definitely the place to grow and learn more about who you are. Welcome to GJ, Matthew. I really liked how you said the oral history got you into journalism and how you started with poetry. I can really relate to that because oral history and history as a whole really got me into the activism scene. As I got older, I realized how colonized our history books are, and it bugged me how we still celebrate things like Columbus Day. So... I really wanted to take action and figure out how I could make a difference, and eventually I came across Generation Justice. Ever since, I've also really enjoyed getting to work in journalism. I know many people would argue that journalism and activism should never connect, but for me, it really does. Thanks for everything you said, Matthew. Now a song by one of Matthew's favorite artists. Here's Amy Winehouse with Valerie. Stop making a fool out of me. Welcome back to Generation Justice, the multimedia movement that inspires youth to harness the power of media for social change. Tonight, we are welcoming the new fourth-year fellows, Alicia Hernandez and Matthew Brown. It's been great getting to know the new fellows. Now we're going to take some time to let you know about a few community announcements. We've heard some amazing young voices tonight, and our first event is an opportunity to share your voice at the Youth Rights and Services Fair 2016. The fair is to help youth 21 or younger access resources for jobs, schools, transportation, housing, government IDs, healthcare, immigration, and financial literacy. Volunteer lawyers will also be on hand to answer questions about youth rights and resources. Food and prizes will also be available during the event. The fair will be Saturday, August 27th from noon to 3 p.m. at the Boys and Girls Club of Central New Mexico, located at 3333 Truman Street in Albuquerque. For more information, contact 505-244-1101. What else do we have to announce, Jonathan? Well, we have an opportunity for young entrepreneurs to build an education around their passion at the new Siembra Leadership High School. Siembra is a charter high school that offers a different learning experience through entrepreneurship, innovation, and learning by doing. Siembra also offers 360-degree support and community engagement to all students. Siembra is currently accepting lottery applications for ninth graders. 
If you would like more information about the school, its staff, and directors, or the application process, visit siembraabq.org. That's S-I-E-M-B-R-A-A-B-Q.org. Or you can call 505-681-0284. Let's get back into some more music with a couple of songs. Here's Make It Bundum by Skrillex featuring Damien Jr. Gong Marley, followed by A Tribe Called Red with their song Suplex. Up the place, turn up the place and make them all have fun. How we have blaze the fire, make it fun them. We must up the place, turn up the place and make some sun. Why run? And we will end your week just like a Sunday. We must up the place, turn up the place and make them all have fun. We've come to the end of another great show. A big welcome and thank you to Matthew Brown and Alicia Hernandez for sharing your stories with us. Production assistance for this show came from Matthew Brown, Alicia Hernandez, Tamara Kalaki, Katie Rizuni, George Luna Pena, Christina Rodriguez, Polly Denetclaw, and Roberta Rael. And thank you to Katie Rizuni for engineering tonight's show. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all of our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and so much more. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, so be sure to subscribe. We're also active on social media, so be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the Kuhn Foundation, Calm Alma Health Foundation, and of course all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate. I'm Jakia Fuller. And I'm Johnson Alonzo. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. To end the night, here are some more jams for you to enjoy. Me duele